Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. This is one of the greatest patterns, I think, that grays us out, that turns us into uh, Michael J. Fox in that photograph when he couldn't get his parents back together. We spend our days dwelling on the past or obsessing about the future. We get up in the morning thinking about all the mistakes we made. On the drive to work, we analyze our past relationships, failures, when those expensive shoes are going to go on sale, the potential raise, our credit card bill, the party this weekend, the date last night. Then at work, all the to-dos, right? Rehearsing presentations in our heads, wondering why um, we're gaining weight, losing our hair, why he didn't call, why she didn't text, reminding ourselves to stop being a pushover, debating what we want for lunch, how to change our parents, talk to our boss, address our lover. And suddenly, the day is over. Now we're in bed, replaying the day, the past, the future, stewing in all our what-ifs. This causes insomnia, which means we wake up grouchy as we start up our mental machine all over again. This becomes a pattern that waters us down into a zombie-like pill-popping creature who drags through life clenching lottery tickets and a grudge. If we want to change the future, we must focus on the now. That's where our power is. We have no power anywhere else. So I can relate to this. Um, I mean, of course I can. I wrote it because most of my life has been in time machines. Most of my life has been either future tripping. And I I think I've I've done more future tripping than dwelling on the past. Uh, I know many people... Um, dwell on the past, especially when it comes to old relationships, you know, playing back what happened, um, what could be different if this happened, or if he stayed, or if she didn't cheat, or, you know, all of these what ifs, right? Um, And also uh, replaying the past um, with all the emotions that come up, meaning uh, the anger you have, right? The resentment, like all of this replaying the past, having feelings about them, and then getting uh, tumbled and, 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 and uh, like you're in a riptide of your emotions and then that leading to just, you know, a lowered state, uh, white knuckles, eating your emotions, you know, all of that, right? So um, we got to stop doing that. And you don't just naturally do that. If you do nothing, you will naturally go into the past or um, do what I do a lot is obsess about the future. You know, to actually be present in the here and now, that's not natural. That takes work. Uh, and I think because we're so used to this pattern of playing back the past or um, future tripping, you know, being afraid of uh, the future or feeling that, um, you know, we're not at the place that we want to be. So we keep looking 
um, in the distance. We keep chasing, we keep hoping, like all of that stuff, which of course pulls us out of the here and now. Um, all of that uh, is natural. What's not natural is to drop into your body and be present. You know, what's not natural is to be okay with where you're at in your life. What's not natural is to accept all parts of your story, to believe that things happen for a reason, and to believe that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. That's not natural. That is hard. <laughs> that is that is what I call the work, you know. Um, but here's the difference, and it's not like I've mastered it. I mean, I've struggled with it daily, but one thing that I've learned, and I think it's a game changer in life, is I've tasted both sides, right? I have lived, I don't know, most of, I mean, all of my 30s, I would say. No, 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 half of my 30s and most of my 20s, so probably about, I don't know, 10 to 15 years of my early adulthood, I have lived um, by default, meaning a walking reaction in the past or in the future, um, very disconnected to myself, my body, to the here and now. And because I was disconnected to that and living only in time machines, it was nearly impossible to be grateful, you know. And if, you, if you're not grateful, because I think that's soil, um, you're, you're just, you're building on sand, you know. You're building a mindset and a life on sand because without gratitude, uh, you're just in a chasing state. And so most of my 20s, half of my 30s, I was in a chasing state. All I... I put life on pause, hoping for all the things that I want in life to happen. And because they weren't happening, I didn't allow myself to be happy. And if you listened uh, uh, or read my work or listen to my podcast, uh, this is, uh, you know, I say this often. And, and I say it often because it it was true. Um, and it wasn't until I started to practice, because it is a daily practice, of being present, right? Of um, not allowing my thoughts to drown me. The refusal to live anywhere else except the here and now, to not get into that DeLorean, right? <laughs> to not, vi- I mean, you can visit your past. I think that's okay. You just can't live there. And there's a difference, right? Uh, we all have memories. We all can reflect. We can play back shit that's happened. And I think that's okay, you know, because there's a uh, learning in that. There are revelations. But if you actually live there, if a part of your day is to, be in your head and in the past, whether they're good memories or not, um, and just live there because you don't like your life today. Or if you are just focusing and obsessing about the future and all the things that could happen or all the things you want to happen, um, if you're living there, then you're not in the moment. You know, you're not present. And of course, if you're not present, I think your your potential goes down, right? I think living in the present which is which which takes a lot of practice staying out of your head i think that um brightens you and raises your potential and then all the things that you want i mean the chances of them happening increases significantly because you're not in your head question what is interfering with your happiness is something preventing you from achieving your goals if so i want to tell you about better help BetterHelp will assist you in your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. If you struggle with depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, anger, grief, self-esteem, 
check out BetterHelp. And here's what I'm going to do for you today because I want you to start living a, a happier life, a more meaningful life. I want you to get up in the morning and feel like you are living, not just existing. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com angry. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash angry. So here's the question. What does that look like? I think it looks different for everyone, you know, and I don't think there's like this color by numbers way to do it. Um, It's whatever works for you. So for me, um, I start with quiet. I start with um, an early morning, maybe 5 a.m., sometimes 4. I start with sitting with myself, you know, um, and that involves coffee. That involves uh, uh, possibly sitting uh, in the garage or somewhere where I don't have distractions. And um, I do some writing. I journal. You know, a lot of people do that to to, to to get out of their heads. It also journaling allows you to get feelings out, you know, and I think there's value in that. And then throughout the day when I notice I'm in my head um, to create distance, you know, to consciously, intentionally uh, see thoughts through a snow globe, to notice, to witness, but not to allow things, um, not to be hooked, you know, as they say in Buddhism. Um, and also when engaging with people, uh, not, and I struggle with this a lot, assuming that someone is thinking something about me or assuming because, you know, they didn't text me back fast enough or because they didn't say something or because they did say something, assuming that they are thinking something about me when that isn't true, right? So, I mean, I'll basically jump to conclusions. So I do that a lot. So being aware of that and then... um, talking yourself down and convincing yourself that you don't have facts, right? You're playing distorted shit in your head. Um, And also I use physical, so like activities. Um, I cut my day in half and I do my daily sweat uh, during the day. It's kind of a time for me to um, connect to my body, but also um, get the dopamine going and uh, be healthy and get out of my head. I think the best way to do it is to take class because uh, then you just need smart feet. You just need to get to class, and once you get to a class, whatever that is, um, for that hour or 50 minutes, um, you just let go and you follow instruction. You know, um, Some people like to do their own thing, which, which is whatever works for you. And then the way that I get there, uh, I take the motorcycle instead of the car um, because for me that – uh, it shoots dopamine, maybe hits flow states. It's fun. I live in California, so the, you know, uh, writing is is all year round. Um, and again, I'm connecting to myself, right? I'm connecting to the spirit of that 14 year old who used to zip around on this little Honda 50 cc scooter in Roland Heights um, because his parents wouldn't buy, uh, let him buy a dirt bike. And uh, I'm connecting to the spirit of that part of me you know, um, now in my forties on, on a Harley. And so those are some activities that, um, can get you out of your head, but also I have friends that surf. I have, uh, friends who hike. I have friends who do yoga meditation. I mean, whatever works for you. I mean, I think what's important is that you 
threaded into your life daily so it becomes a lifestyle and not um, the emergency button that you gotta you know that you break the glass for when you need it. Uh, if you're using those things for that, that means you're not doing enough of them, you know. Anyway, just another reminder, and I'm sure you've heard this uh, from many people, uh, to stay out of your head. It's the most dangerous place to be a detective and not jump to conclusions until you have facts, right? Your feelings are not facts. Your feelings are valid, but they're not facts. They may not be truth. So if you just go by how you feel, you're just going to be a, a rag doll dragged uh, like with strings on the back of a car. That's uh, a weird image. I don't know. That's what came up um, in this life, right? So maybe maybe the other image is just being dragged by like a chariot. I don't know why. I'm in Rome now thinking about uh, the uh, back in the day. It just seems so barbaric. I think they used to have things like that for fun, right? Uh, today we have football and, well, MMA and stuff. But back in the day, they used to just tie people to um, chariots and just drag them around. That was the ha- ha- their halftime. Throw, throw people into um, rings with lions and shit. God, that's, I can't, that's crazy. Anyway, that's what you're going to be like in life if you don't get out of your head and start living in the here and now dropping into your body and while you're there while you're there practice some gratitude and don't just do it logically really practice it don't just think about what you're grateful for don't just check off a list but feel it in every fiber of your being that you are so grateful for what you have how far you've come your choice to give yourself healthy things Maybe you're grateful for your story. Maybe you're grateful for your partner, your child. Or maybe it's like a, a toy. Like maybe it's your car, you know, that you get a lot of joy out of. Or maybe it's uh, you're grateful for the space that uh, your friends create for you. Or maybe it's a gift that you have. Maybe you're grateful that you can run or write or dance. But practicing gratitude always creates such rich soil for growth. Thank you for listening. Be well if you uh, feel that this has helped you and you think someone else needs to hear it. encourage you to uh, pass it along. And also, um, I want to tell you about the our lab. If you haven't um, checked it out, I give something called Golden Tickets, these free Zoom links to uh, various lab classes. But um, if you want to turn self-betterment into a lifestyle, it's such a great way to do it. We've got uh, live Zoom classes and we continue to add uh, every month, but we have everything from, man, intimacy to codependency to attachment styles to I run a group in there for singles right now. Um, it's the whole giant box of crayons. And uh, most importantly, it's a thriving community. So check us out at tat-lab.com and uh, you, get, uh, you get to try it free for a month. So I'll see you in the lab. Thank you for listening. Get out of your head and into life. Be well. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey Coaching 
when I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordeaux, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development. ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.